Hey everyone, welcome to the 35th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you've been enjoying your winter in the last week. My name is Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Guys, this is going to be our last recording of 2018. Can you believe that we had a podcast that lasted this long? Uh, Yeah, I can believe yeah? that. Yeah, you were a believer? A I believer. was a believer. Okay. You're pretty, That's you're a pretty, what's the word? Pessimistic? Like, when you want to do something, you'll you'll do it. Oh, that feels good. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> like, regardless, like. I thought we were going to go in a di- different, like, more insulting direction there, so. No, when you want something done, Ben, you, you, you go out of your way and you get it done. Well, thanks, Dakota. Um, we're, we're already in the holiday spirit here, as you, as you can see. Um, and we'll yeah, be taking a couple of nice. Well, sometimes, but like specifically, I especially with Marcos, I noticed that I get about a month of really nice Marcos during this time of year. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. So especially with Kingdom Hearts around the corner, we might be able to stretch that to like two months. I think it, when you Kingdom might be Hearts able to stretch corner, that it might into be more well of a, a disappearance than it is nice. Like I just. <laughs> You'll just disappear. Are we even going to be able to get you on the podcast that way? You probably could, but like my mind is going to be 100% Kingdom Hearts. That's fair. Well, so like I mentioned, this will be our last podcast until the new year. We'll resume shortly after um, with a couple of changes, a couple small changes. I think relatively speaking, we're um, pretty happy with this format and the feedback has been pretty good. But I do want to ask Dakota, what have you been up to the last week? Um, anything in particular you've been playing? Last week, <clears throat> I beat Persona. No, 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 no. I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey last week. Right, finally. Finally. And then I started playing Persona, which is really, really fun. And Persona 5, right? Yeah, I should specify yeah. Persona 5. And I've been playing a little bit of Smash. Do you have all the characters unlocked yet? No, I have 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting close. I'm up to like 60. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Uh, I, oh, I, I started um, I started uh, Pokemon Let's Go. So yeah. I'm, oh. like, I'm through three gyms there. Yeah. How it's a it? cute little game. It's cute. It's, I feel like I have a lot of nostalgia for it, and I'm trying not to let that blind me, but it's it's very much what I imagined as... I don't know, like a, a 11 or 12 year old playing. It's not a Pokemon traditional Pokemon game time. by any means. It's a perfect. But I feel Pokemon like for game. what it is, it's cute and fun. Yeah, it's not traditional. And I think, like Marco said, there's, I, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but there are a lot of things that perfect. I actually really like about what they took out. Like, I've never had fun grinding against wild Pokemon. That just isn't my idea of a good time. So they've pretty much taken that out entirely. Now, it doesn't really work because one of the ways you level up your Pokemon is by repeatedly catching the same kind of Pokemon, which I don't really find a whole lot of fun either. But the catching mechanic is kind of fun. Like, I don't know about you, Marcos, but I kind of enjoy the toss, (laughs) Pokeball toss. Well, usually what I do is I I cheat and I use, you know how like when you bought the Switch, it came with like the little controller sort of thing where you like throw the Joy-Cons. You get like bonuses if you have two people doing it, so you just put both of them on there, sign as another person, and just throw it like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I realized that there was an option for like co-op, and I didn't really know what 
that entailed but it's basically like the little bro- the little brother mode <laughs> like they just show up they can they make the game really easy because it's basically all your battles are 2v1 interesting okay that's fun that's a good yeah. idea do they level up the opposing trainers at all or is it just like the partner yeah i think they can okay. i think like if they show up with their pokeball plus they can bring their pokemon oh interesting okay well, what have you been up to this past week uh, I've been playing tons of Destiny 2 and Street Fighter 5. So we're going to talk about Street Fighter 5 yet. I didn't I didn't prep you for this because I, I want a very raw answer when we get to this particular news right. segment. Um, but just last week, the Capcom Cup happened, right? Yeah, this weekend. Um, so there was a couple of like smaller announcements if you want to run us through those. We'll get to the news in a little bit, but... I don't know that we'll get to circle back to this. So anything in particular you're excited about? Um, the combat changed drastically. Like they usually how fighting games work, they have like balance patches where usually it's just frame data getting mixed up or like just changing up a bit. This time you could just do a lot of weird shit. It looks a lot, a lot like uh, usually you can't like fly, but now we have a character that can practically fly. Usually you can't. Is there somebody that was already announced? No, yeah, this was a character that's already been out, but he's been low tier for the longest time. His name's Fong. Nobody ever plays him. Oh, I know Fong. Yeah, everybody knows Fong. Yeah, Fong. He's a poison boy. Yeah, He was always floaty, but he never really had much, and his mix-ups were pretty okay. Now he can literally just fly. Cool. That sounds fun. The uh, the balancing got really good. Uh, There's a lot of V-changes, V-trigger stuff. Um... The game got a breath of fresh life, which is nice. And uh, I, I'm having a lot of fun learning the new stuff, getting used to it. So I, I saw a take, and I just want, I, I have a feeling you'll disagree with this, but um, I saw somebody say that they thought there was four better fighters on the market right now in Tekken 7, um, Soul Calibur 6, Super Smash Bros., and uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Do you agree with that, that those four are all better than Street Fighter Five? I only agree that Tekken 7 and Fighters are better. Okay. Not Smash Bros. No. It's interesting because for me, the the most popular of that group, just based on the early sales numbers, um, is going to be Smash Bros. But we can't really, you know, there's no correlation there between how good those games are and <laughs> how well they're selling. <laughs> It's well, not Smash fair Bros. when Mario's on. A very, it's a different kind of fighter. It is very different. Yeah. Okay, so let's break into uh, a little game. This is going to be our last spoiler alert um, before we shelve it. So I forget who gave us the idea for this. I um, I wish I could thank you, but I appreciate it. It was a good idea. Um, and this is going to be our last version of spoiler alert. So do either of you guys need a refresher on the rules? No, nope. I think nope. I'm good. Okay, so it's whoever says spoiler alert, you know, the whole thing. You guys you guys know the idea. Okay. All right. So, this is this is directly from this is directly from the uh Wikipedia page. Do you guys hear that that fuzzy Yeah, sound? I was just about to say I'm like oh. There it went away. Hopefully, I don't think that'll pop up on our recording, but um it was a, a Discord issue. Okay, so we're going to we're going to recover here. Okay, so from the Wikipedia page, this is under the, uh, the, the game's plot. 
plot summary. And we begin. The game begins with the protagonist waking up from a stasis bed and hearing instructions and warnings from an artificial intelligence about the upcoming test experience. The protagonist then enters into a distinct test chamber that tests the skills and intellect sequentially of the protagonist. The talking AI's announcements serve as instructions to the protagonist and help the protagonist progress, but also develops the AI as if it were a real person. Spoiler alert. Yeah, go for it. Is this Portal? It is Portal. Good guess. I I thought this was a tough one. That was. I couldn't. I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed Portal. Yeah, so Stacey's been, and I was like, oh, this could be Breath of the Wild. This could be. A lot of stuff. Yeah, Breath of the Wild too. I, that you're right; it does kind of start similarly. So the, saying, yeah, Assassin's Creed. Ooh, also good. Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. So the the last sentence probably would have really helped you out. The protagonist is promised cake and grief counseling <laughs> as her reward if she manages to complete all of the test chambers. It's obviously the cake, um, being the the real um, the real spoiler involved with uh, Portal. So, good job, Marcos. That puts him up two points. Though, I am going to admit that the points have been restructured. They will... In 2019, we will be hitting the reset button. So, Marcos, unless Dakota makes some sort of jump from uh, an unforeseeable place here, uh, Marcos is probably going to take home 2018 as champion. So... Yep, congratulations to Marcos. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll be restructuring that a little bit moving forward. Um, and I, you know what? Somebody offered. Somebody offered to. Uh, they're apparently they are familiar with somebody who works in a trophy shop, and they offered to make us a trophy. So maybe we could have a trophy made. That would be godlike. Yeah. Um, God, am okay. I going to become that like meme where it's like this is where I display my my trophy or whatever <laughs> for the stupid trivia games if I had one because I lose every time. The uh, <laughs> odd parents. This I'm literally going to become the meme. Yeah. Okay, so this was this week was really light on news. Um, I figured we'd talk a little bit about this because we skipped over it last week. The Epic's, uh, Epic Game Store was announced a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> this was during the um, this was during the whole debacle with Steam, where they were cutting funding for smaller developers. So the, the the profit margins seemed lower for smaller developers than they were for larger developers. And that caused a lot of outcry. Obviously, um, people feel like these smaller games deserve just as much of a cut from Steam as the the big publishers, which I think, are we all in agreement that that's probably what should have been the case? Oh, yeah. A couple yeah. Of years ago. I think right. everyone pretty much argued like it should be the reverse. Steam should be taking a smaller cut from these smaller games, and as they make more, they take a bigger chunk. Obviously, yeah. taking more money from bigger games, less money. Yeah, than and like it's a, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I think on one hand, Dakota, it I probably I think most people would have been okay if it was just even, uh, because that's yeah. what Epic ended up doing, and Discord just recently did this whole thing too, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, I, I think we would have all been okay if it was even, or maybe if there was some sort of reverse. Um, you know, it was it was done in reverse, like you mentioned. But some other, it's worth noting before we get into this conversation that places like Xbox have offered these various tiers that I think is really interesting, and I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. 
on this and whether or not you thought this was a viable future for games. So Microsoft does this thing where the more that they promote your game, the lower cut you get. So you can essentially say, hey, we would be okay with only getting a 10% cut or you know, we would be okay giving you a 10% cut if you put our game on your front page. So then if Microsoft puts the game on the front page, Microsoft gets a bigger cut when people buy the game. It seems to make sense to me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So if the game is sort of just hidden in the store and you still have to search for it, I mean, it's there, but they are not doing anything to promote it. Um, Microsoft gets much less of a cut, but the game isn't on the front page. So what do you think about that, Marcos? I like that. I think that's a pretty cool idea. Do you think that's something that maybe somebody like Steam should consider? Uh, it'd be much better publicity than what they're getting now. That's for damn sure. Uh, yeah, but better publicity. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, it will get the. It will probably find people that'll that are interested in this game, get more sales on it, and uh, it'll be a nice excuse to uh, make a smaller, larger cut. Yeah, Dakota, what being, do you think? Uh, yeah. I like the idea. I think my only. Well, no, I guess it would still work. Because when it comes to, like, the little games that Steam advertises to you, you know, it shows you, like, you're recommended or whatever for you. And it's like, sometimes there's some, like, really weird, obscure games in there. And it's like, well, maybe that's just me. Because I buy weird games. But there's, like, some really weird, obscure games. And I'm like, they're, like, obviously, like, very small team indie games. And these are under your, like, recommended plays. Yeah, I they're really weird. And I'm like, <laughs> But the thing is, is one of your favorite games is literally about pigeons dating one another. Okay, yeah, but that's not on the... Oh, I think it okay, is on the it's Steam store. It's pigeons dating one another. It's pigeons dating a human... That, that was particularly what kind they of messed up my recommended for a though. while. Because uh, I had like a furry dating sim on my recommended oh, for a very boy. long time. And I, I was so excited when it stopped showing up. <laughs> Can't you just say not interested on it? Isn't there like a thing you could right click or something? I'm dumb. All right. That settles that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, okay. So then to back up a little bit, Epic Games, uh, after Steam announces this whole thing about the cut that they're giving to large publishers and a slightly smaller cut um, from smaller publishers, Epic says, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll take a 12% cut from all games. So it doesn't matter if your game is small. It doesn't matter if your game is big. 12%, which is, I think, the most, is the biggest cut that Steam was taking anyway. Or sorry, the smallest cut that Steam was taking anyway. So this is a pretty good deal, I think, for most developers. An 88 to 12 split. The result of that was that Epic purchased several games to be entirely exclusive to its platform. And the weirdest one was one from a game that I played, uh, Ashen. I just played this last week. It was promoted everywhere by Microsoft. Um, it was a it was a Game Pass thing. It still is a Game Pass thing on Xbox, but it's nowhere to be found on the Windows Store. This is a game that Microsoft showed off at E3. They showed in various places to get it publicity, and then all of a sudden they're not allowed to put it on their own store because it's uh, an Epic exclu- exclusive. Yeah, so, that's gnarly. Yeah, and amongst That's that weird. was, I, I think Super Meat Boy Forever was uh, is going to be a, an exclusive for like, oh, really? Yeah, at least several weeks, maybe months. Um, 
So there's a couple there. I think listed there was a total of like 15 plus games that were going to be exclusive titles on the Epic Game Store. This isn't including first party stuff like Fortnite, which obviously that's <laughs> only going to be on. They're never going to put that on Steam. They have no reason to. So do we know if that like super giant game is one of them? It is. Yes, that's a good point. Hades. Yeah, I'm only wanna, available. I want to play it. I want to play it. So this is <sighs> PC only. So it may still be available on like uh, the Xbox One or PlayStation Four. I think it's probably going to be at some point. I don't know if it is right Hopefully. now. So it's, but it's exclusive right now to the Epic Game Store. It, it, this is weird for me because on one hand, it's like okay, this is great for developers. You know, they're getting, they don't have to fork over as much of a cut to Steam. At least there's options. I always think competition is good. But as soon as you started buying exclusive content, that screams anti-consumer, especially when it's third-party development. It's not like Fortnite or um, what was their MOBA game, Dakota? Was it like, oh. You're asking the wrong person. Not Paladins, but it started, I think it started with P. They just shut down. (laughs) Oh, Um, is it okay? Is it the one that like died as yes. soon as it was incepted? It um, it looked almost like um almost like Gears of War type, but with like a MOBA. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. They just sold off all the assets, or no, they made all the assets free, which was also kind of a cool move. That I, I can't remember what it was called though. Forgive me. Um speaking so, of dead MOBAs, Heroes of the Storm is officially dead. Yeah, we were gonna get. We'll get into that in a little bit, because um, that's a what? that's another really weird story. Um, it's not the game itself isn't dead. And we'll get to it. <laughs> so just to wrap up, you're here. You gave me now, a sidewinder. I'm, to, I didn't hear this. So to wrap up this discussion, Discord, of all <laughs> things, the thing we're using right now, uh, Discord just the other day announces that they are going to unlock a ninety to ten split. For all games. So they oh. they one up Epic Game Store and say, hey, we'll give you the 90% split. We'll only take 10. So Discord of all people steps in. And I don't, as far as I know, Discord doesn't have any exclusive content. So I, I don't know. We now have three <laughs> people trying to compete with one another. I know Twitch has their own like weird little store, but they just sell codes. I don't think you can play the game. You don't launch the games from, from Twitch. Um, so far, I'm with Discord because I mean, and I mean, if right if you do like the Discord Nitro, ten bucks, whatever, you get you know perks for Discord. But fourteen bucks a month, you get to play like their little library of games for fourteen bucks a month. I don't even know what the games are, but they have like a handful of pretty sweet games in their like store that they have. I'm literally looking at the store right now. They have neat. a few sweet games. They have Kinseed, which I've been pretty obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Oh. Somebody um, else is obsessed with Kinsey. Bad North. A lot of, oh, they have Dead Cells. Cool. Moonlighter. They have a lot of sweet games. Yeah. So I guess right now, if we're all declaring like a, a winner, <laughs> 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 if we're declaring a winner, it would probably be Discord, right? At the, and I plus, mean, it's I, like I it's already right there. That. I would hate it's, to say that. <laughs> like, the only thing that keeps me from wanting to use Epic. Is just cut like I don't want to have to download a whole other thing just for games. 
And I guess you already have Discord. That's probably their idea is like, well, people are going to be here anyway. And not just that, but if you go into like your little activity area, you can quick launch your Steam games from Discord. Okay. All right. Well, Dakota is definitely Discord then. We'll have to wait and see see how this falls out. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking for competition for Steam and Steam. That's good. There's also good old games, um, which is run by uh, CD Projekt Red, right? I think that's the... They're the the Witcher developers and Cyberpunk. That one's weird, almost because they they of the um, the people who run it, the people at CD Projekt Red have tweeted out some very controversial things. And they, you know, as much as I like The Witcher, there's some controversial content involved in that game too. Um, so I don't think there's anybody who I can look at. I mean, even if you say something like Discord, for me, it's almost. Ah, it's just so easy for them. It's like they they got all of these people here and they you know they sold us on this free app and now they're like, hey, we're gonna start making money and cashing in on your access to our our app, right? You know, so the man. whole thing. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> they, they heard <laughs> us. They heard us. They're aware. <laughs> I I don't know if there's like construction going on outside of Dakota's apartment or what, but um. Anyways, I'm trying to see if they're taking out the trash, and if they are, I'll try to. <laughs> no, no worries. No, I, people I, have dealt with worse. I think it's our trash people. Craig is so, sending it out to fucking Discord headquarters or some shit. They yeah, know. They, they know that was their alert system <laughs> to kick <laughs> us off. That was terrifying. Okay, so let's move on to the next thing, which is this. This isn't a huge story, but I thought it was really interesting. Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Blizzard cut funding to its esports division for Heroes of the Storm. The game itself is not canceled or anything like that. So it, it's it's, it's weird. They, well, that's implying it was alive in the first place. But okay, so this this is difficult because the the thing that was kind of carrying Heroes of the Storm at this point was its esports scene. There were still people competing. There, were, Blizzard was developing competition for it. Um, I saw a couple of really sad videos of of people from Korea who shout casted for um, for Heroes of the Storm. You know, learning that their job they no longer had a job, stuff like that. Like hundreds of people are now out of out of a job because of their um, cutting funding. So this was kind of the scary, the first for me, really scary aspect of esports is that these things just end it's not like basketball it's not like football that have these like long periods of time where we're you know we're pretty sure at least that they're not going to go away in a year or two you know when you become an east involved in esports dakota you spend a large portion of your life dedicating yourself to a single game right and then when it's canceled, it's like, what do I do now? What you're, it's it's like you're firing all of these people, right? So yeah. what are your what are your thoughts? I it's hard for me to say because I was never into Heroes of the Storm and I never followed it. Other than when Overwatch was trying to like when Blizzard was trying to get more people to play it through Overwatch. I forgot about that. That was a weird crossover. And um <laughs> I played it very briefly, only to unlock some Overwatch skins. Um, but it it was a game that never did great to begin with, though. 
So I don't. I've, it feels shitty to say I don't have much sympathy, but I have no strong feelings in this regards. You know, which makes me oh. feel really bad because obviously it sucks. Okay, Marcos, you've been in this position before, right? Fighting. This happens to fighting games all the time. So when this pops up and everybody's treating it as this brand new thing, most people who have followed fighting the fighting genre for decades, this is something you see all the time. Um, we don't see games die per se because when with the FGC, a lot of the time, if like when, with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, when that died competitively, people just went back to MVC three. Fighting games are usually mm-hmm. pretty similar to their original to like their previous games, like Street Fighter four eventually became Street Fighter five, and most of the players migrated to that. Uh, Tekken six went to Tekken seven, Tekken Tag two, same thing. Um, so people usually have a game to fall back on, but in terms of yeah, things that's like a great point. And, and and like Mortal Kombat X, those were the weird ones. Like some people actually lost their jobs. Effectively, so, you know, I guess in the fighting genre, things get a little messy when there's like, like you said, Street Fighter Four. When do people officially cross over to Street Fighter Five? Right? I know there's questions about stuff like that. So I guess. With fighting, it's a little messier, but at least there's always another option. And I hate to generalize, but I would imagine it's easier. Uh, you know, I again, just like Dakota, I don't know a whole lot about Heroes of the Storm, but I imagine it's easier to say like, oh, okay, well, like Street Fighter's kind of dying off. Not that this is actually happening. Let me go learn, you know, something like uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Like, of course, the games are different and share a ton of different mechanics. But uh, most of the skills, I imagine, would probably apply to oh, both, dude. right? It, it, it's pretty much exactly the point. Like, there are some players that who started off in Street Fighter Four did not like Street Fighter Five, and they went to games like Dragon Ball or Tekken or Soul Calibur, right? And okay, that's usually how that goes about. If they don't like the next game, like people that didn't like MVCI just kept with MVC Three, and MVC Three is still being played competitively. So I have a hot take. Yeah, go and ahead. I mean it might it, it it's I have no facts or nothing backing me up. It's just what I have seen with Blizzard in regards to Heroes of the Storm. Um, shoot, and it's mostly a hot take. I've got no definite proof or facts, but I feel like Heroes of the Storm. It it was kind of a hard MOBA just to launch because you've already got Dota, you've got League of Legends. It's hard to kind of budge that everybody plays those games it's hard to kind of creep your way in. It's not like fighter games where people that play fighters kind of go nuts over any fighter that comes out. That's a very mm-hmm. general term, you know. But, like, most MOBAs are Dota, League of Legends 2. League of and Legends and Dota 2. <laughs> but, I think that, so, that fits into the overarching they, point that they're so difficult to learn, right? Like, because yeah, people aren't swapping between but them. Dota and League of Legends are extremely different. Um, and even then, Blizzard like tried real hard to try and push into the scene because MOBAs are do well, you know, they're popular, they're good. It's probably good for them like as an overall company, but like it never did well. Like from what I had seen, like they were that's why they did that crossover is just to try to get any kind of anything. They tried to get the Overwatch fan base into the Heroes of the Storm. They were trying anything just to get people to play the game because it was floundering from like the beginning. So I feel like it was almost irresponsible of Blizzard to maybe put so much money and everything into it because it it was all, like 
it, it never really was doing that great to begin with. It never had like a Dota status or, you know, any kind of high, like there's never tons and tons of people going, oh, you're playing Heroes of the Storm. There's never a huge scene for it to begin with. <laughs> That, yeah, if I wasn't, the only thing I... And I have I, no proof or facts. I could be wrong, but no one plays no. Hero of the Storm. Well, okay. so the only thing that surprised me was how many people, um, and I'll try and pull up the story in a second, but how many people were literally, you know, involved in this scene? It was hundreds of people. So between people who actively participated in the esports scene, from people who shoutcasted, you know, just for people who worked on the esports setup, um, you know, Blizzard had a whole portion of people developing the game for esports, right? So they had they hired people just to make changes, balances to the game that would impact the esports scene. So it's yeah, on one hand, you're right. Not many, not many people played it. Not many people there was never a time where anybody was like, oh my god, Heroes of the Storm has arrived. Like, I don't remember that ever being the... There was no aha It's not like moment. Overwatch, where Overwatch, it's like, oh, Overwatch is here, or... Even now, it's like, it's not as popular, but Overwatch is still doing very well for itself, you know, after two-ish years. Sure. Um, so but I th- Heroes I, of the I, Storm I, never had that momentum at all, whatsoever. Yeah, it just never hit that that mark of popularity that probably needs to be there for a game to develop a consistent esports scene so this is really <laughs> sad especially because i you know I, it leaves a lot of people without jobs not just that but it also is in all likelihood the death of the game uh, you know who's gonna keep playing it when there's no like dream of pro, you know competing professionally there's just i like that sounds I don't know. That sounds too simplistic, almost, that people nah, won't play I, a game if I there's not. It. But it, it just, like, how many people would, would be people playing play CSGO if there was no pro competitive scene? Competitive scene, yeah. yeah. Same thing with any game. Who would play these games? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's people that would play it just for the funsies, but, like, that's the whole fun, though, is the competitive scene. Most people that play these games like the competitive aspect. Right. And even, you know, old days of, like, Halo, one of the ways that they hung on to people were these you know the competitive rankings and stuff and those those used to do the job but i think now with with esports emerging the way they have it's everybody's fighting to get to that top um so that's just not there that doesn't exist anymore for heroes of the storm so best of luck to anybody who is working on that project um i hope i hope they're all able to find something Really soon. Uh, okay, so this is I, I wanted to surprise Marcos with this just a little bit. I don't want to talk about oh, this for too long because it's already happened. Um, but it just came to my attention this week that Capcom was doing something really interesting with Street Fighter V. Um, oh, no. I say interesting in a way oh, that I'm no. not. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay, so to fill everybody in, a couple of weeks ago before the Capcom Cup, Capcom offered... Uh, the ability to turn on in-game advertising (laughs) for the Capcom Cup. So (laughs) essentially, from what I understand, you could play as Ryu and it would have all of this Capcom Cup advertising like on his clothing. Yeah. (laughs) 
and that's not all it was though it it, it, was, it is much worse than yeah it was like in the background that. of the uh of the arenas and stuff like that no, right when you load like say you boot up the game you, you uh-huh. go you go into versus mode you got player one player two you do the loading screen and then a giant ad pops up instead of <laughs> white screen you just add like yo here's our costumes all this shit here's a pro tour bundle all that bullshit it's uh yeah <laughs> So tell us, Marcus, why did what what why would anybody opt into this? What was their what was their pitch? Fight money. If you had this say thing, that again? Fight money. If you if you right. had this option on to have the in-game ad, in the in-game ads, you would get a certain amount of fight money per like match or and, per whatever you do. And fight and, money is like the in-game currency, right? Yeah, that's the in-game currency. That's how you get your costumes. You can even get characters out of it, you can get stages, all that stuff. So, so uh, yeah. this seemed to me, like from a, a meta perspective, Dakota, this seems to me like a test to see what they can get away with, right? Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> let's throw these advertisements in the game. We'll offer people in-game currency and see how that goes. Like, it's, you know, they probably thought of it as relatively harmless. It's just for our Capcom Cup. It's never harmless. <laughs> Oh yeah! Right after Capcom Cup, Street Fighter had issued a tweet saying that, "Yo, we hear you. We hear you. We'll mess with it." And that's about it. Do you we think they'll ever do it again? Oh yeah, they'll it's Capcom. Try. It's Capcom. Like you can turn it off. Like that's that's all I can say. Like you can turn off the ads. Okay, so Dakota, okay. what are what are your feelings about this? Oh, um, that sucks. That's stupid. <laughs> But you can opt out of it. What's the yeah, big you deal? Can say no. You can it's say no. It's stupid that they're trying it to begin with. Because eventually they're like, you know what? People are okay with this if I, they can opt out of it. What if we make it so they can't? No, now they got to pay us do? money. They're not that, it's Capcom. I understand they're not that dumb. But you can opt out of it. What's the big deal? No. As long as I can opt ben, out of it. Stop trying to be the. Stop trying to poke the fire. You can say okay. no. So it's free fight money if you do. You can say no if you don't. Technically, it doesn't waste any time. It just makes your characters look dopey. Okay, so the the worst thing about this, I know I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but it's hard for me because this is this is a capitalistic hellscape. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that that ultimately this is there the worst is. version of everything. I that's, would hate exactly to see more of this. I, I would hate for more of this to happen. And the reason that I would hate for more of this to happen is because if we're put into a situation where either I have to sit and my these games have these dumb advertisements that ruin. Plus, you already spent sixty bucks for the game. Now you gotta yeah. So watch it, ru- ads? It, it ruins the immersion of the game that I am trying to play, and then it tries to like how fucking stupid. And I've been playing God of War and ad pop ups. This currency doesn't matter. It's fake. It's How fake. How dare you? It only matters How dare you? Okay, I need Marcus, my costumes. Let me, let me tell you then that what this does is eventually they're going to make it harder and harder and harder for you to get this in-game currency so you're more likely to opt in to future advertisements, right? I don't think that's, that's what's true. going to happen. They have already made making fight money pretty easy when Arcade Edition came out. It's it's just gonna get worse. I'm telling you, it's gonna I get worse. I don't think that's the case. 
you're more optimistic than I am. That, I, I, I'm I the game. That's all. I've only been playing Destiny Two and Street Fighter Five. But this is this is the first attempt at something like this, or uh, at least amongst like a big franchise game like Street Fighter. Like there are some games where I think this works, right? But and correct me if I'm wrong, but Street Fighter has a cool aesthetic. It's just cool. It, it like when you play when you say Street Fighter, instantly there's like it has a huge history. Street Fighter has a huge history. We know what the characters look like. Uh, we we know how those arenas look. There's just something about it. There's something about the way that Street Fighter looks that just makes it cool. And for me, when you start plastering all of this dumb advertising all over it, that takes away from the aesthetic, right? So we can say how harmless it is. We can say whatever. But eventually, eventually, if if they are to push this kind of thing, we don't know. We we'll never know. Did this influence the kind of virtual currency that we get when we play the game without advertisements? It's hard to say. I feel you. I just don't think it'll be as bad as you think it might be. It probably won't be. It probably won't. It probably won't be. Um, so yeah, just something that's interesting. I'm I'm really not as fed up about this as I put on. I I think it was a test, and just from the, I mean, Marcos would know better than I do. But most people seem to be like, oh, this was this was really dumb. This wasn't a great look. And yeah, I think the biggest problem was that the during Capcom Cup, the ads were on. So, OK, Marcos, let me ask you this and we'll, we'll end here. Did you opt in to the advertisements? Of course, I want my, my I want my fight money. Do you know yeah. how much money I spend? No, no, we'll, we'll end, Do you know we'll end it there. <laughs> we'll end it there. I just that proves the point. Okay, last thing. <laughs> February 15th of 2019. I just this does this date ring any bells for you guys? February 15th of 2019. My day off. Well, it's a I'm good working. day to have off. It's a really good day to have off. And I'll tell you why. Because there are like seven video games, seven big AAA video games that come out on February 15th. So let me let me list off some of these games. There's Crackdown 3, there's yeah. Metro Exodus, there's Far yeah. Cry New Dawn, there's Ooh. Jump Force, there's Dead or Alive 6, Anthem. Now, Anthem's official release is the 22nd, but we all know that it's like a week before because of the EA access. And then there's Civ 6 Gathering Storm, which technically comes out the day before, but games have like a, a publishing release on, on Thursdays now. Is it Thursdays or Fridays? Thursdays. I think yeah. it's Fridays. I think it's Fridays. So, interestingly, all of these games are releasing on the same day. Uh, what what is going on here? If you're a publisher, Dakota, why why what the hell are you thinking? February fifteenth. Why does it have to be February fifteenth? Um. Um. <laughs> if your man's treats, if your man's treats you real good on the fourteenth. They won't bitch at you for playing games all day the 15th. You think it's a Valentine's thing? <laughs> was that the connection there? I wasn't sure what to go yeah, to. I, don't I mean, know that's what Valentine's, the, Valentine's is. is on the 14th. Yeah. Or around there. It's on the 14th, the day before. That's why. If your man treats you real good on the 14th, <laughs> you can play video games all day the 15th and you won't get bitched at. I know exactly why they're doing this. 
Does that why? No, yeah, it's, it's not. not it's I, not I have no real idea why. It's because Kingdom Hearts is on the 29th. I have no uh, real idea why. I don't know why you asked the me. the best time that you can get in early after everybody's off their Kingdom Hearts craze. Everybody's going to be playing Kingdom Hearts 3 early. Hot take, about it. Anthem will sell more copies than Kingdom Hearts 3. I guarantee you that will not be the case. You you don't think so? I don't think so. I bet it happens. I bet it does. Well, yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, so I just, I thought that was weird. I noticed that. I saw a couple of people tweeting about February 15th. I was like, what, what's going on with February 15th? I guess it could have something to do with Valentine's Day. I feel more it's just like a, a coincidence. The weird thing is, is that Metro Exodus bumped itself up to February 15th. So they actually put themselves into this cesspool of video game releases. <laughs> it's just interesting. I remember when I first started playing games, games only released in the fall. Big games would release in the fall, and then like one or two games would release in the spring. But now February is like February and March usually are the biggest months for releases. I don't know what it is. Yeah, March is know. pretty big next year with like stuff like Sekiro, <laughs> Devil May Cry, all that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Spring 2019. It's going to look a lot better, I think. I have, than... I have a fun little story. Oh, go boy. for it. Okay. This is related to, like, in-game currency stuffs. Oh, boy. I've been thinking about it, and I've been yelling. My dad's been playing Red Dead 2 online, beta, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this stupid gold bars thing. I don't know. I don't play Red <laughs> Dead 2, no. And for everything you do, you get, like, point, point two of a gold bar. Well, Red Dead Redemption 2 has gold bars on 25 gold bars on sale for five bucks. Nice. My dad's like, oh, they got this sweet deal for gold <laughs> bars. I went and bought some. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, you're causing fucking inflation. And that, I said exactly that to my father. I told now, him, you're effing inflating the damn market. You're the reason why the market's going to crash. And you won't even be able to afford a horse anymore, Dad. And then he told me to shut up. <laughs> so... The only the only thing I would ask your dad at this point is whether or not he would accept in-game advertisements for free gold bars. <laughs> he probably would. God, he would. <laughs> Can you imagine can that there there's like advertisements for the Capcom Cup on Arthur's on hat the horse? in the in, oh. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> no, they wouldn't put it on the hat because you always you always lose the hat. Every time. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, when you finally start playing Red Dead 2, you're going to lose your hat at least like 40 times. When and you're going to be chasing that thing. You're going to be like, you're going to jump off your horse. You're going to be running after it. You're chasing after the advertisement. It is the darkest timeline. <laughs> or or no, it, you, what happens is you get you get shot through the heart and the blood spatter spells out Capcom Cup. Let me God like. That's where we're headed. Okay, that's uh, that's going to be it for our news segment. Let me take this opportunity to thank some Patreon sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to our newly minted December uh, patrons, Zach Marvin, Samantha Seal, How's My Audio, and Chocolate Chip Pancakes. We'd also like to give a special shout out to our gold tier members and above, Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Draft Josh, Disney Lover for Life, Chocolate Chip Pancakes, and X Creations. You too can become a Patreon for Patreon member for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. Included in this are a variety of rewards and perks, 
So check it out when you have some time. We actually have a, co- a couple new uh, Patreon members coming in for July. Or July. Where? Ooh. What year it? What year is it? Christmas in Different July. January. Um, so we'll, we'll have that in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. I think we're at an all-time high on our Patreon, which is really cool. Are we at we're 200? Getting, not no. yet, but we're getting closer. Ever closer to that sweet spy spoiler, spoiler cast. Um, hopefully, we'll get there soon. Okay. So... This week, we're going to be talking just a little bit about winter themes in video games. So one thing that is present in a lot of platformers are winter levels. Um, Sometimes they'll involve like, uh, you know, slippery ice. Yes, slippery ice. That's exactly (laughs) what I was trying to say. They almost always include some form of slippery ice. But we'll get to that in a second. Some like commonalities and of of winter themed levels. there was a really interesting question that was going around on Twitter this week. And I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I think the person who originally asked it was Mike Bothell, who was the creator of Thomas Was Alone, um, who the Ludo Narrative team did a, a podcast on Thomas a few months ago. And um, he he was essentially asking, why is there no like standard holiday game? So we talk all, all the time about movies that we watch around the holiday season, right? Like Marcos, what's your favorite holiday movie? Movie off oh, the cuff. Jingle all the way. So like we almost all have a favorite holiday movie, right? Like that's just something even if it's not like themed toward Christmas or Hanukkah or anything, sometimes like people cite Die Hard as a movie, a Christmas movie all the time, yeah. right? So we have these like standard movies that we watch during the holiday season, but for some reason that has not existed in video games. So Dakota, I wanted to ask you guys, is there anything in particular that like every holiday season you just sit down and you play or maybe not every holiday season, but you know, you've, you've played in the holiday season in the past and you associate with this time of year. Nope. Not at all. Not really. I'm not, my family doesn't have like a, like, I don't even have a holiday movie that like I enjoy watching. During the holiday, like I don't. I, <laughs> that I enjoy watching. <laughs> you need to go watch the holiday. There's something like magical. I, I mean, yeah, we'll like watch the rerun. I just don't like holiday movies. What? What? Oh man! <laughs> if we if we set Marcos off with this Capcom <laughs> Cup talk. <laughs> so okay, Marcos, what about you? Games during the holiday season? Is there anything in particular that you like associate with the holiday season? There's only one and it's only a coincidental thing because every Thanksgiving we like get together with friends and stuff, like no matter what. And the mm-hmm. one game we always play is Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's mainly okay. because I force them to do it. <laughs> but it's a tradition at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, at this point, yeah, we've been doing it for like eight years at this rate. So the weird thing is, is that even when I talk about stuff like this, like... I used to have sort of a winter tradition of uh, rewatching The Wire, which is my favorite television <laughs> show. But like, there's no winter themes in there. So a couple of years ago, I started to try my my own traditions. Dakota will remember this fondly, I think, because she was my first Twitch viewer. Uh, I during during Halloween, I said that I was going to play through all the Harry Potter games. So <laughs> 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 they all have. They all have, all of the Harry Potter games have Halloween segments inside of the game, or at least up to like four or five. So I wanted to play through 
through those because they all had those those little moments. But there's no games that are like individually created for the holiday season. How how is that? How is nobody capitalized on that, Marcos? You would buy it right up. It doesn't matter if it's bad. You would buy it. It's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I mean, there are like some like little indie games. I know there's this weird uh, hell. What are they called? Bullet hells shooter thing. Yeah, bullet hells. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you're basically like you're like a Princess Peach knockoff sort of thing, okay. and you're just that's you're me. shooting a bunch of elves and stuff because Santa didn't give uh, you any presents. That sounds horrible. That's not. Yes. Uh, I don't it's, like that. It's Christmas themed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I'm aware of. That's the only one I'm aware of. I only, I only know of it because I saw it at like AGDQ this past year or something. Okay. The only game that I would associate with Christmas and that has a very like Christmassy holiday feel is Animal Crossings. Right. They're oh, that game is very seasonal. Right? Yeah. Even the mobile game, right? They do a ton of stuff in regards to the seasonal. Yeah, and I mean, I, even in the and uh, like New Leaf, there's like lights in the tree, and like certain trees, there's lights, and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see a little igloo pop up, and there's snowballs that you can make snowmen with. That's cute. I feel like I that's mean, a good way to like do that. Games do have seasonal events, but there's no sure. like Overwatch, my favorite game. winter level. Fortnite's yeah, like right doing now, it right now. Yeah. Destiny Two, I've been playing the winter stuff. I've been doing all that dawning events. Um, Street Fighter yeah, has so games do a lot of games and stages. That seems to be their way of tapping into it. Yeah, I guess right is those seasonal events. Uh, um, there's no game dedicated specifically for the season, right? So I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing um, that I haven't thought a ton about, but I thought it was a really good question. Why why are there no games that are marketing that at us? It seems like such you could so easily exploit people like me. I would buy it. Marcos would buy it. Why, you know? Okay, let me paint a picture here for you. Just a quick, let me paint a little picture here. It's a game. You play a Santa Claus. It's an RPG. (laughs) It's like Taxi Cab. It's like Taxi Cab. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, so. Crazy Taxi? Yeah, Crazy Taxi. taxi? Yeah, yeah, Crazy Taxi. It's like Crazy Taxi or like Simpsons Road Rage or something like that. Where you're just like driving around and you're delivering holiday cheer to people, and you have to do it in like timed manners, but there's all these obstacles. Do you like, also get the offspring playing in the background? <laughs> yeah, yes, you oh, do. Man. Now, yeah, the other thing is, no, this is great. What you can do is like you it's a collectible thing too. So you can collect various holiday theme songs. Oh boy. Along the way. I'm and so... uh your reindeer have stats. So you can like boost up their stats. Like maybe one is really good at like vertical flying while one is like really fast. Or you have like a really strong reindeer that can just like plow through walls. Yeah, I think Comet would be pretty strong. He sounds yeah. like a strong. So. Rudolph would be DLC. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and on, on Santa's back is Capcom Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so you you get the idea of what kind of holiday game i would i would create um i'd I'd buy it so let's talk a little bit about commonalities and winter themed levels because this happens a lot mostly in platformers dakota aptly said that most of them have these like icy floors that cause you to slip and slide everywhere 
what are some other things, Dakota, off the top of your head that like really make a, a winter themed um, level? Hmm. Icy floor. Let me look at my list and see what they got in common. Sure. <laughs> um, usually, I think of like Mario when I think of like the ice levels. Specifically, I don't know why, but Mario, and I think of penguins and snowmen and yeah, yeah. Just like the the characters involved, right? Are usually snowmen, penguin. Penguins is a big penguins one. Like are big. find me, a big one. Find me a holiday level that, or like a winter level that doesn't have penguins involved. It's hard. I can't. I can't off the top of my head. I remember the only one I can remember is is uh, Goldeneye. Do you guys remember the winter level? And Goldeneye, I never it's like Goldeneye. the game is so ugly now that if you go and play it, you literally can't see anything. It's just like straight <laughs> snow in your face. It looks horrible. Um, but yeah, there's no no penguins, no cute penguins to be found <laughs> in that game. Uh, Marcos, what commonalities um, do you have in in Sleigh winter bells. games? Sleigh bells. Sleigh bells. They're everywhere. Okay. You always hear it. You no matter what, it's a winter thing. Just like the sound design. Bells. Yeah. Okay, like the ch 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 ch. Yeah, man. Every chord note, it's set. Yeah. It's so I I think one of the other things that I've noticed about a lot of these levels is that they include some sort of like mountain or like some high up place that you have to reach, which makes the extra slippery part of it so <laughs> demoralizing. Because like you'll get to the top and then you just slide back down, and it's like holy hell! I wish I hadn't gone through all of that. And like Dakota said, a lot of these. You know, Mario is probably the one that I think of the most when I'm I'm talking about winter winter levels. Uh, music is the big one for me. I just yeah. think if if you're gonna have a winter themed uh, level, it's got to have like something cheery or just like a wintry sound, and that's hard for me as somebody who doesn't know music super well to encapsulate. Like I don't know exactly what that means, but all of these, if you have Let's say you have, you know, uh, a Mario 64 level um, where you're you're climbing up the mountain with with Mario and you have like doom music at your back. Or like even <laughs> if you just had Bowser, the Bowser theme, it wouldn't fit. Right. Like there, there's no it has to be cheerful or there, yeah, you, you need know. sleigh bells. You need to be in like a major town. You need a lot of flutes, a lot of runny clarinets. You need all that stuff. There you go. That's what I was looking for. So, like, there, there's something about the music that always just feels feels right. So I think that's really important. So let's talk about some of our favorite uh, holiday or winter-themed levels. I picked three. I don't know how many you guys have. I also um, have three. I did Dakota, three because that's the standard. That's our standard. <laughs> that's our standard. Okay, so Dakota, you go first. Pick out one. Tell us a little bit about why you like it. And okay. Marcos. Mine aren't really snow levels because I don't play those kind of games. Sure. So my first one is Snowbell City in Pokemon. I think it was X and Y. That's where mm -hmm. Snowbell City is. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Oh, it's so nice. It's got like all these little hills, and it's real fun when you're when you're on like your little skates and you're skating around. And it's I don't know. It's just nice. And there's yeah. like, yeah, it's good. And there's a forest, it and I really like that forest. <laughs> Most of these winter levels are like really cozy to spend time in. Uh, I, I'm not sure why, but like when I'm in a level that has lava and stuff, I want to I want to leave. 
but like snow, I'm, I'm like, okay, me. I can spend some time here. It's because you live in Florida. You've never seen real snow. I, that's not true. I I grew up in Philly. Take that back. <laughs> it snow. It snows once every ten years in Florida. Okay. No, Texas has been like killing it. <laughs> it's called global warming. You've got at least <laughs> Marcos. Uh, what about you? What's one of your favorites? Uh, Canhurst Castle. Ooh, that's such a good one. Tell us about why yeah. it's good. Uh, it's it's a big it's it's a big difference between the rest of the game. To be fair, first off. And when you get in, you just you're taking a carriage ride first of all, which feels. This really is nice. Bloodborne, by the way. I don't think yeah, we ever is, said that. Yeah, this is Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, this is Bloodborne. <laughs> and you go in, and it's just a. At first, it looks like a wasteland. You all you see is a snowy hill, and then you walk up to this Castlevania esque doorway that just opens up for you, and you see a castle in winter, and it looks mm. great outside of the disgusting monsters that are outside it's a really amazing site and they kind of followed this up it, it almost feels like knockoffy with uh the Anne orlando area in dark souls 3 mm-hmm. um, yeah. it, it's it, there's a very similar like snow globey vibe to to that level by Kanehurst is a really good one i feel like if i had thought of that i would have put it in my top three i just yeah, didn't i, really I like didn't Kanehurst. so I'll start with with one um, that I I don't think I would have I would have picked if it didn't like pop into my brain at the last second. Uh, Fendrana drifts in Metroid Prime is not so the whole level really dedicates itself to the to the winter theme. Um, uh, upcoming like even to the boss, which is like this big yeti creature. It's just everything is like drenched in snow and. I, of course, the music is like purpose. It, it it feels almost like you're in this empty snowscape. Um, the and more so, you know, I just recently played Metroid Prime for the first time, but this is just like a visually stunning level. You're there's like caverns um, that are built up, and you're surrounded by these like uh, these like deep deep walls, and just like barely peeking in are like spots of sunlight. And it just fits super well. And there's like little snowballs uh, falling down on you. One of the coolest things in Metroid Prime is that when you're in the hub area, which is it's always raining in the hub area. If you look up on um, Samus's visor, you'll see like little raindrops hit the visor, like almost like a camera, you know, like when you have your your camera pointed upwards in a movie or something, um, you'll see the little raindrops fall. So that that also holds over to Fendrana where you just see you like if you look up you see these little snow little snowballs what I'm, I'm saying snowballs snowflakes snowflake. are falling go. down yeah so <laughs> <laughs> um so i really i really like that area uh dakota what's your next one up okay my next one is the snow kingdom and mario odyssey i um i was i was real torn between between this and then um the little like birdie village which i associated with winter because and and Breath of the Wild. I don't know why I associated it with winter, but I kind of did because you wear it's cold. It's not snowy, but like it's cold, and you got to wear like a little sweater, and you go to like a little snowy hill. But I did Snow Kingdom and Mario Odyssey because of the real cute, like big round seal things. They are cute, specifically just those. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakota, you played Detroit, right? We yes. had conversations about Detroit. 
Yes. So one of the things that I felt off the top of my head, the, one of the first things I thought of was that Detroit was, it was always cold. Like the game starts off in the fall. I don't know if you remember this, but there's like colorful leaves everywhere. Yeah, Ben, have you ever been to Michigan? It's cold yes. as hell. Yes, I've been <laughs> I've been to Michigan. My, I have family up there. So it's like the whole cold game. Cold as hell. Yeah, the whole game, you like see the character's breath and stuff like that. There. It's interesting. There are a lot of games that I, I think do a really good job of like encapsulating the cold and just like the, I don't know, sheer iciness of the outdoors. But um, I couldn't, you know, there's no way to fit that into this discussion outside of bringing it up out of nowhere. So I wanted to do that for a second. <laughs> anyway, Marcos, what, what's next for you? Uh, Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Mm, I don't know that one. What's good about it? <sighs> it... it... It, the penguins are adorable, first of all. They're the little penguins, man. penguins are adorable. The music's fantastic. It's one of my favorite songs in Sonic games. And uh, at one point, you're just uh, riding down a snow avalanche on a snowboard with Sonic, and it's really cool. It's really That sounds like really fun. Cool. I, yeah. yeah. Um, so my next one up is Hoth from Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, <laughs> the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, not the new one. Um, Hoth, you, everybody knows what Hoth is, right? I think yeah. anybody who knows anything about Star Wars, I don't even think you guys really like Star Wars, but you know <laughs> what Hoth Luke is, right? Yeti. Yeah, so <laughs> it's Hoth is like this huge, like huge, wide open space um, of snow, and you have these like big machines crawling everywhere, and it just every every like it literally everybody looks like they're about to freeze to death, like they have masks wrapped around their face. And in Star Wars Battlefront, it's just such a it provides such a great like change in scenery for these kinds of shooters because it's like everybody is in this big, wide open, snowy space, and there's like these. It creates a really neat visual aesthetic when like there's those red laser beams just like shooting. This is particularly good in the newer Star Wars Battlefront. I'll concede that. So, <laughs> like the setting provides really nice. It's just like a good visual tool. Do you um, sleep inside a tauntaun? Is no, you don't. Tauntauns? I don't think that's what they're called. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> maybe, I know you're one of those weird goat-looking things. I like Star Wars, but I don't know it down to like the the yeah. It was like a llama yeah. thing that yeah. So. <laughs> um. All right, Dakota. What's next? Okay, my last one. Are you Your last you ready? One. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I already. I've already mentioned it. it, but I'm going in for Animal Crossing again. Perfect. What's good about it? Uh, <laughs> snow. We got snow. <laughs> you got. Do you have penguins? <laughs> no, there is no penguins. No what? penguins. No penguins. Unless that, you have how in Animal villagers. Crossing that makes no There's penguin sense. villagers. There are penguin villagers, okay. and if you're oh, lucky, you'll have okay. some in your town. Okay. All those very that good. Ones. That's really my favorite. Rude penguin, to get a penguin villager and a bunch of homeless penguins walking around. <laughs> That'd be a little rough. But even then, it's like Animal Crossing just does like the whole holiday season so good. There's like a little Halloween on Halloween. I think maybe there's like some turkey villager at some point around Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Like there's a whole holiday for Christmas and they got lights in the trees. And sometimes the villagers will build little igloos that they stay in and they got just soup in there. They just got hot soup in there, and they're just cooking up a hot soup in their igloo in the middle of town. That would just melt. It would melt the igloo. <laughs> no, it, don't worry it's about not it. that hot, Marcos. But then for New Year's, <laughs> it's really the New Year's one that gets me. 
for like the winter holidays. Because mm-hmm. like for the New Year's, it's like the whole town gathers around the lake and there's a big like literally sign just sitting there counting down until the new year. And then you can't see the fireworks because you can't see Well, in New Leaf, you can. But in the older games, you can't see the sky because that's just how Animal Crossing is. But you can see like the reflection in the lake and everyone gets so excited and they have poppers and fans for the new year. And it, that's it's the new year that really gets me for not even Christmas. Well, it doesn't have to be Christmas or any. But yeah, New Year's new year- is, an, is a winter holiday. New Year's gets me in Animal Crossing. It's so good. Have you ever been to New Year's on? And then plus, there's that little like fox man who tries to rip you off, and he sells like little zodiac themed things. And your parents <laughs> send you ten thousand. Your parents send you money in the New Year. It's real sweet. So one thing that I think uh, having this conversation, um, video games does a much better job of representing various holidays than uh, the film industry does, which is largely Christmas centric. And I, listen, this podcast isn't trying to kill Christmas or anything like that, or whatever the phrase is. How um, dare you? <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is that video games do a much, much better job of keeping the winter themes generic. And it's not like it's purposely pointing toward one specific winter holiday, right? Yeah. In Animal Crossing, you can buy trees. Yeah, Christmas okay. trees. That's okay. fair. Yeah, that's that's probably the most we closest to get. I don't um, know if they have Hanukkah stuff in Animal Crossings. I wouldn't be surprised if they. It did. feels like yeah. I was gonna say it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of just off the top of my head, not a whole lot of representation there. But I don't know. It's mostly so vague and generic. I think that actually works in video games' favor for the most part, um, because video games tend to be detail specific. So if they wanted to, they they definitely could. Uh, specify which holiday they're intending to, you know, emulate, but they don't, which is good, probably. Marcos, what's your last one? All right. So I don't really know the name of it. Like I'm not 100% on it. That's fine. It's uh, the Sherbert Land in Mario Kart 8, I believe. Yeah, it's Sherbert Land, but it actually started in 64. 64. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it started in 64, then it made its way to. Well, I don't Mario know if they changed the song because it's really the song that's the big reason why it's on my list. I love that song too. Be- um, mainly because and- that playlist that we always play. That yeah. holiday themed Christmas video game playlist. That song is probably one of my favorites on that list. And that's like a two hour fucking playlist. Playlist, yeah. I should link that in the podcast description. I we listened to that one a lot. That yeah, Nintendo themed really holiday. Good. It's yeah. really good. Um yeah, that's a good that's a good one. It did Sherbert Land has various parts where you're like you're carting on ice, which is, you know, just as slippery as you would expect. And then the areas off to the side are like deeper snow. So if you go off the, the track, you go into the deeper snow and slow down. It fits really well into like the overall game concept. And there's big waddling penguins, penguins that can yeah. block you and little skating um shy guys. Yeah, it's perfect. It really is adorable. That level is it's that pretty level. great. So my last one, and this is by far my favorite, is in a snowbound land in Donkey Kong Country 2. Um Again, the music is what does it for me. Um, but there's, it's a very short level. You're, the whole level has such a rampant pace because it's hard to slow down. Uh, obviously, Donkey Kong Country is a 2D platformer. You're, you're almost, I think, always moving in Donkey Kong Country from left to right. 
and the, you just kind of have to there's things you have to duck underneath you have to jump it's almost like a platformer on rails for one level um and it's just something that that game did so perfectly and there's just like this cool solemn cavernous song playing uh over top the gameplay and it's really like a five minute level i think at most um if you do it well and it's works really well there's penguins there's all kind of animal creatures just like chilling in the in the level um it's good i just one of those those perfect levels when i play it it's like i really wish it was winter right now and if it is winter then all the better um so i think that wraps up our winter theme uh discussion do you guys have any final thoughts here no what marcos <laughs> do you have any we final need thoughts? more christmas we need more winter you're just a hope for winter oh i I'm need more spooky hope. stuff what, is... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so i do have a trivia question this i need week. at least two halloweens in the year from no, athena 95 this is a holiday themed uh question less holiday more spooky get out of here you no grinch you scrooge i'm not even a grinch i just love the spooky uh marcos you're, you're up first this question I'd like is... you to know my cubicle is decorated for the holidays <laughs> okay i i'm gonna have to separate you two <laughs> <laughs> from athena 95 marcos you're i have up first. a whole tree on my desk which of the following is a real Mario winter level? Dakota, you were just talking about all this Mario stuff. Maybe you'll you'll know this God, one. God, I don't even play Mario. Is it A, <laughs> Frozen Peaks from Super Mario Bros. 3? Is it B, Cool Cool Mountain from Super Mario 64? Is it C, Planet Snowfall from Super Mario Galaxy 2? Or is it D, Shiver Top Cruise from Super Mario Sunshine? Which of the following is a real uh, Mario Winter level, Marcos? What was the first one? Frozen Peaks from Super Mario Frozen Bros. 3. Peaks. And the other one was Planet Snowfall from what? Super Mario Galaxy 2. I'll say that one. Okay. Dakota? Um, what's the question? Which... <laughs> <laughs> you were too concerned about making sure that everybody I just, knew you I wasn't, had holidays. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was. It, are we looking for the real one or the fake one? We're looking for the real one. Okay. Oh. Do you need me to repeat? No, we're looking for um, the fake one. Well, no, was... we're looking for the real one. So, which of the following oh, is a real shit. Mario Winter level? I'll I'll do this again. I'll do it again. No, I know what the options are. There's like Shiver Top. Cruise. Well, Marcos is probably going to want to read. Yeah, I thought we were looking for the fake ones. No. All of these except one are fake. That's the great part about it. Okay. You have to spot the real one. Okay. Do you need me to repeat? Uh, no, I think you said Cool Cool Mountain, right? Yes. Yeah, that one. That one's the real one. That's the real one? Okay, yeah. Dakota, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build up the drama. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm the last go one of 2018. <laughs> That's why we're trying to make it as insufferable for you as possible. <laughs> I will go with Frozen Peaks. So the real answer here is Cool Cool Mountain from Super Mario 64. Yeah. Marcos gets it right on try number two. This is the What's one where the, you... Uh, you get to throw the child off the ledge. 
it's not a child it's a it's a baby penguin yeah <laughs> so yeah this is this is what probably one of the more iconic levels yeah probably the most iconic i think level winter level which is funny that none of us mentioned it because it includes all of the damn things that we we were talking <laughs> about it has literally the main character is a giant penguin who lost its kid you race this mama penguin down a, a huge slope yeah. uh there's a huge mountain that you have to climb it's like there's it's all perfect it's it has everything yeah, it, it has checks everything. off all the marks. It checks off. Yep, every every it's got single snow, one. Of penguins, snowmen. It's got the Play music. Bells. It's got good music. Got really good music. Yep. And so Mario it's all there. Koji Kondo does a great job. Marcos, you get to go first since you got the question right, and you are our trivia winner of 2018. Yeah. Um, and 2017, live, but nothing matters. None live matters. it up, <laughs> live it up, because I, I'm saying this right now. I am involved. In 2019, I get points. Just wait, just wait. You'll see. You haven't. You don't know. You don't know I how don't this is work. I know you're trying to cheat us. I, I don't. Yeah, this is the last real year. I'm the last real winner. I'm the first. <laughs> <laughs> Marcos, tell us where uh, we can find you. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at TwinkiePie37. Marcos Carmona, I'm the cute one. Dakota. On Twitter at the Empress, there's a three in there somewhere, and you gotta find it. I trust you're streaming tonight. Oh, maybe not as early as I thought. The so boy came over and surprised like me, and now he's currently uh, waiting for me to stop recording this so we can do uh -oh. something. Okay, well, tell Ryan I said hi. Uh, yeah. You can find me at Benjamin Ten on Twitch.tv. I've been playing a lot of Smash Bros. I love that game a lot. Yeah, it's um, really good. I played for like seven hours yesterday on stream. So if you <laughs> really feel like <laughs> coming by um, <laughs> and uh, let's see where else at Benjamin plays on Twitter. Um, usually you can find me spitting out nonsense there. That's it for us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We do have just one real quick thing. We do have the epilogue gaming awards, um, which I'll be hosting on my Twitch channel. I trust other people will be hosting it on theirs uh in a couple of weeks stay tuned we haven't announced the specific date but it'll likely be before we do our next episode so you can follow me on twitter if you want to do that we also have our secret santa so if you like free games or maybe you like participating in gift exchange we have a secret santa this year um feel free again you can find on my twitter account how to access it so or you can join our discord um from there thanks everybody for making 2018 such a great year um this is it goes without saying that, you know, Marcos, Dakota, and I really appreciate all of your support. We've had a couple episodes that have got eclipsed the thousand listen mark, which is really exciting. I don't think that's something that any of us probably expected. Dakota, you said earlier that you expected us to go a whole year. Did you expect us to have that many listeners? I don't know. I, w I wouldn't say I expected that. No, I don't think I did either. Marcos, I what about you? I didn't expect this to be at least a long going thing. Think I think we I think we're doing pretty great. We are. We're doing pretty great. It's hard to do lots of people do podcasts nowadays. Um I God, hope everyone we, and their mom has a freaking podcast. Well that <laughs> includes us now, so we can't we can't make that joke anymore. We've been doing this for the uh, the one thing I will say is that we we stuck with it. We stuck with it. We've reinvented ourselves a couple times. Um I think we've done a good job. So thank you yeah. for listening. We've hit a lot of milestones. I got my Secret of Mana. That's the big one. You did. You you got your Secret of Mana, which I don't think was ever... 
discussed on this particular podcast. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I think you, you might have briefly mentioned it either. Yeah. I don't even know if it was on the podcast, but maybe like before or after because he was talking to you about shipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a big milestone for the year. <laughs> we did that. We we're now a five star rated you, you podcast what, on you iTunes. You know what I'm still waiting for. Remember, like two years ago, Ben, when you had that thing that you could buy, and it was like the tier, like some kind of yeah, gift the gift basket. For, yeah, yep, still waiting on that. I so the weird thing is, is I, I'm preparing one of those for Roy, and I, I still have because I keep thinking I'm gonna see you. I still have your <laughs> literal basket in my room. I'm literally uh, still waiting. I know. I also maybe have I should just ship it, but Obasaur I mean, I will be down there for. in two months. So. Two months. That's well, what, maybe we can do a live podcast recording for for everybody. Um, but until then, we'll see you guys next year. Thanks again for 2018. Uh, have a good New Year. Spend some time with your friends or family um, for the rest of this holiday yeah, have season. Have a good time. Yeah, have a good time, and we'll talk to you or guys not. soon. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, take care, everybody. <laughs>